The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! <laughs> With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. You know, sometimes you just have to take over. People drop the ball, you have to pick it up, and you have to run with it. And that's really kind of what we have to do today. You know, it's been fun sitting in the back seat of the limo, but now I guess I have to get up there and drive, drive this car. So uh, I'm Nick Eatman. Obviously, there's Derek, there's Dave, there's Amber. They decided not to host today, so we're going to host How does it feel picking great. up the ball? It feels great. You're I'm, usually the one dropping it. I'm actually going to be the one running in for a touchdown again. Um, sometimes it's just going to be a quarterback keep. You know, usually you hand it off. I think I'm just going to keep it here. All right, let's talk. We talked yesterday about tight ends over and over and over. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Let's ask how everyone's doing. De Derek, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. This is Derek. This is great. Awesome. Yes. Dave, how are Ether. you? I'm, I'm awesome. I'm so good. Amber, doing well? Yep. Anything going on out here today? Today off? Nope. This There's is, this is exactly on. what the field is going to look like all day long, which is nice. And everybody's going to be relaxing, laundry, Maybe. baseball game, baseball game, movie, golf, the Doyers. But we should make mention of the fact that coming this Sunday, for those of you who will be in the area, there will be a blue-eyed scrimmage. I have that. Re I have that ready to go. It was next on my list. <laughs> <laughs> there is a blue-eyed scrimmage that's coming up this Sunday. It'll be uh, at 4 p.m. here Pacific time. For those of you who are not in the area, you can watch it live on DallasCowboys.com, on the Cowboys mobile app, on Connected TV. And for those back in the Dallas area, you can watch it on TXA 21. Um, so it'll be uh, available for everyone to be able to see uh, that scrimmage on Sunday. And also we have this really cool feature that we have this year on, on our shows. And today's poll question is... <laughs> I figured you had like a poll question or something. I, I, I do that organically. As we start talking, I come up with an idea like, oh, this will be a great question. Right. I'll put it in. I got one. Give me one. I right. got one. Because we uh, later today we're going to have a top ten list. We are having a top and, ten. And uh, the top ten players so far training camp. It's been probably about ten days, I guess, we've been out here. Yeah. Good, day, good time to have a top ten list. So uh, we had all the writers and show personalities and everybody that come up with their ten. Everyone's done it. And we, we'll, we'll reveal that today individually, and then later today we'll have kind of the whole collective thing. But maybe that's something for the fans. Who, who would be – Who would be your I top mean, one? I mean, they don't – they haven't been watching, obviously. They have They're not. kind of going through, you know, vicariously through us. But, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, we can say who who do you think is the top ten or who do you think is in the top, I guess, four. So who is I mean, the – I'll say who do you think is the top player – from training camp, based upon all the reports that yeah. you heard, who do you think is the top player at training camp this and, year so far? And we we give them options. There's only yeah. one. We're giving them up. Okay, give yeah, give them options. Whatever. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Lawrence would there's, be up there. There's I only think one you, answer. What I would mean? think <laughs> there's only one answer. Everybody's top pick is like you was left off your list, and and actually you skewed the voting. Well, I'm smarter <laughs> you than kill, everybody. You else. kill the vote. Sense. Uh, I tell you, I thought short people hung together, but they don't. Wow. Left off the bees. <laughs> nope. It's okay. All right. Also, we're going to talk about tight ends who are not on the list. Nobody's ten had any tight end on the list at all, which is why we're going to talk about this. Was that again a surprise? Today. No, it's okay. not a surprise. Well, you know, we we said it yesterday. We said the tight end position was kind of struggling mightily, and maybe we hoped that talking about it today it would change. Dave, did it change yesterday? No. 
What's the problem? What's the main issue we have at tight end? Uh, like, struggling mightily feels harsh to me. They're just playing like you would probably expect them to play. It's a rookie, uh, a fourth-year vet who hasn't had a huge role to this point in his career, a basketball player, and uh, <laughs> and then a second-year guy. A second-year guy who is more of a of a Y type of tight end. He's, I mean, none of these guys are mashers. Like I said, it was – it and I know it's what it's like his third day of practice, but it was discouraging that you know the the scouting report on Dalton Schultz was that he's coming from Stanford and he's this great blocker. Uh, I haven't seen it particularly. He just you know like a lot of rookies, he looks like he needs some time in a weight room uh, for the NFL level, and so I would not classify any of them as terrible. They just don't look like they're ready to replace one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Shocker <coughs> of shockers. Amber, and on I was going to ask, I was going down the line here. I was going to ask Amber who's the best tight end. Can I, can I, before you yes, get to that, I just want to say something on what Dave said. If I was going to narrow it down to one thing that I think bothers me the most about this group is I don't think they have a really good viable option as a, as a blocking tight end. Yes. I think obviously Jeff Swaim is the best of the group, but I think he's okay at it. I don't think there's anybody that you can put out there, and because this team likes to put their tight ends out there and run the ball in those kind of situations, I think that's a little bit troubling because I just don't think they got the personnel to do that this year. And so they're either going to have to spread everybody out and run or they're going to have to use some bigger packages where maybe they bring in an extra offensive lineman. I just don't think they got a guy right now that can be a, t a blocking tight end. You or, play a game tomorrow, who's, who's your starter? I mean, it has to be Swain. But yeah. I, as of right now, I Does mean, it? Blake Jarwin, I've seen a few things from him, but it's, it's just – out of the group, just no one really has the whole package, you know, that is absolutely consistent or consistent enough to even scare a few defenses or even worry about that player. I mean, I've, I've been one of the biggest critics of um, Rico, but he'll make – he, he's made a lot of catches out here, but then you watch him and he's so slow with everything else. So everybody has, like, something good – but just not the full package yet. I think it's a good example. Of, and the same with, Mar with Martellus Bennett way back in the day. I mean, you can be very athletic, but doesn't mean that you're an athletic player on the field if you're still trying to figure it out and process things, which, you know, I, I thought, you know, that's probably the case with Rico. He's probably the most athletic of these tight ends, but he's, he's not taking it to the field as much because you're always thinking. Let me ask you this. I've heard a lot of people, I know on this panel I've heard, I've heard other people say it, that he doesn't like he doesn't look like he's smooth. It looks like he's kind of lumbering a little bit. But And I saw this with Martellus. Martellus kind of looked like he lumbered a little bit and he ran too, but it wasn't like he was slow. Like he could move down right. the field. Do you think that it's a similar situation with Rico where it's not that he's slow, it's not that he's not fast enough, it's that just because he's so big, it looks a little more awkward. It looks a little more lumbering than it would otherwise if he was a little smaller. To bring up Cole Maybe. Beasley, we always say Cole Beasley's not fast. He's quick. Yeah. Rico Gathers is not slow. He's just not quick. Like right. It looks like it takes him three years right. to make cuts and stuff like that. It's like I'm planning. My foot's turning. I'm, out, I'm facing outside. Now I'm looking back at the court. It just looks like it takes forever. And, like, it it's not noticeable until you see somebody else do it. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay, that's that's different than what we just saw from Rico, which is why. And I'm not trying to discredit the guy too much, but you know the plays he made in the preseason last year, a lot of it was just go downfield and get the ball, right. or or even you know um, I think his rookie year was when you know he caught the ball in the flat and did like the somersault. I think it was in the last preseason game. 
Um, even you're talking about like he ran like a two yard route and then the rest of it was just him running with the ball. Like we haven't seen him, you know, the, the class, the, the great Jason Garrett speech about why option that he gave when Jason Witten retired, not, it doesn't look so pretty when Rico gathers, does it? Yeah. Well, you know, last year, well, I was asking Brian this question not too long ago and Jason Witten last year, he, he started slowing down and you saw his game slow down. He was still able to make those plays and was successful at it, but it was slowing down. And to me, watching Rico, sometimes it reminds me of what I was starting to see with Jason as far as movement, you know? And I was asking Brian, I'm like, okay, I wasn't here when Jason Wynn started his career. Did he look that slow? Did he look that, you know, <laughs> that bad? So you, you can maybe talk about that. And obviously it's different because if you have that kind of movement, but you're still making plays, then it works. But if not, then bye. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the big difference is is that all these guys, Jason Witten included, all these guys played tight end in, in college and, and a lot of them in high school as well. And, you know, they, they, it, they're still – they're not having to process the same things. Everything that you just said, Dave, about I got to think about this, my you know, turn my foot here and spin here. I mean, those are things that are probably still going through your head. But we're still talking about Rico because he's not that far behind the other guys because they're not separating. But that also might be a part of the problem. Right. right. That's the problem. It's not, it's not yeah. so much him. Right. It's it's kind of yeah. like, remember in 2015 when the Cowboys weren't very good and they were four and seven and they were one game out of the lead in the NFC East because nobody else was really beating them. You know, and that's kind of the, what the tight end position feels like. You know, where Rico's Which, not the best, but he's he's not far from the best. To right. go to to go back to Derek's point, I think there's a few there's a few things about this team that are going to be really interesting because the way it looks out here suggests that they're going to have to play a completely different style than what we're used to. So, are they going to do that? Or are they going to find a way to rein it back into what they're familiar with? Which, you know, blitzing Jalen Smith is another example. It's like it certainly looks like they want to do that. Will they do it when it matters? And it's the same thing with tight end, which it certainly looks like you don't have the personnel to play tight end the way you're used to right now. Does that mean you're going to change the way you do things? We're going to see more 10 personnel. They've run a lot of empty formations out mm -hmm. here. Um, are you going to stick with that? Or are you going to do, you know – when the when roster cuts come, are you going to add a guy? I, the name Dante Rosario keeps coming into my mind, which he's not going to be on this team. I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Okay. But it's the same type of thing where they added him uh, near nearer to the season in 2013 purely to be a blocking guy. Like, that's what he was right. there for. I'm positive a tight end that fits that description will be available in the next month. Do you try to add a guy like that to your team so you can run those – 12 personnel sets and things that we're used to, or are you going to just go off the path and show us something we haven't seen before? Yeah, if you look at the just the distribution of their personnel packages last season, you take out the two-minute drill where they were pretty much exclusively in 11 personnel, 12 personnel is by far what they do the most. They love them and, some 12 personnel. And now you're having a hard time finding one tight end that you're going to put on the field <laughs> at any given moment. And I don't think putting a second one on, on there is better than – all the wide receiver options. And, again, we talked about wide receivers. It's not like they got great wide receivers, but they have a lot of, I think, pretty good wide receivers. They're better than what they have at tight end. So I just I just think they're going to have to play differently than they've played. Even if they add another guy, the quality of that guy, I don't know if, if that's going to be good enough for them to think 12 personnel should be 
our base should be what we do most of the time because I just don't think that's putting your best players on the field. If they go find themselves a capable veteran tight end, and I don't know that they're going to do this. for the, I'm just We're just spitballing here. But if they did that, I feel fine about Swaim or Jarwin being one of two guys on the field. I don't think I want them both on the field at the same time, at least not from what we've seen but so as far. But you want that as opposed to having Tavon on the field oh, or wait, as opposed wait. to having – Me? Yeah. Hold David on. Hellman, I would rather have. I want ten personnel all the yeah. time. Okay, good. I just I got to see it to believe. Wait, it. wait. So if um you're saying if they add a veteran, yeah, you're okay with Blake Jarwin or Swain I don't with think, that vet. I'm just saying I don't think they're on the team. I I mean, huh? Think about it because Schultz mm. is on the team. I mean, he, that's true. He's gonna make. The they're team. gonna they're gonna carry three, right? But 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 Schultz is going is gonna to make it, and who knows what they want to do with Rico. He's going to try to figure out how to make they it. They have to carry three, and and you could convince me they'll carry four, especially if they go at – like, I don't think they're going to carry these four, but if they were to go get a veteran, I think they – like, yeah, we need that veteran blocking guy. I, I just think he takes somebody's spot between one of those two. Yeah, it's, so let it's me ask totally you this. possible. Let's assume they bring in a vet, and they're going to carry four. Who's the odd man out? If they're going to carry four. They're going to carry four, yikes. and they Rico, bring in a vet who's odd man probably out. Probably Rico, right? Well, that, they would, there would, that would be two odd men out, right? If you're adding another guy to the roster, because there's four now. Am I, or, no, I'm being dumb. I'm well, not doing th- my there is, right. uh, what is 84? David Wells. David Wells. I, I don't, he doesn't I, count. Yeah, he doesn't count. So I think you got, no, there, there be, are four main guys right now. It would be right? Rico. Right. Rico would be the odd I think, guy out. I think he'd be the odd guy out. But it also depends on who you bring in. Are you bringing in a guy that's really just a blocker? If that's the case, I'm not sure Jarwin makes it. What's Austin Trailer doing? I thought he was good. I liked him. I liked him too. He And he, got, and he I caught think the ball pretty well. Actually, I think he might be with the Broncos now. I don't know. But forgot about him. There are guys that um, fit that description that are yeah. available. It's it's just the most unique position that I can remember going into a training camp and not knowing one player who really is a lock to make it. Let me. I guess Schultz would be, but if he keeps get, if he keeps getting dumped on his ass like that, yeah. I mean he won't. He'll be fine. In, in a fourth That's round pick, he, he'll, he'll give be him fine. give him a month, and we'll, we'll I probably mean, be. Tapper is a fourth round pick, and they they've been sticking with him for a while. They've obviously sticking with Chaz Green. They stick with guys that are drafted like that. They stick with Dak. They're not. I'm going to throw a name out there, and you guys are probably going to shoot it down, but I know fans are probably thinking this. Why wouldn't the Cowboys look at a guy like Antonio Gates, who's still sitting out there as a free agent right now? Because he's 9,000 years old. I get it. (laughs) But that's all I got. But but is he better than what you got is the question. Is his experience worth having on this team? Only thing that really – from what I've – what I've understood with that situation, the only thing that hasn't happened is the press conference. You know, he retired like three years ago. <laughs> he just didn't tell everybody. No. <laughs> I mean, it, they they drafted a young tight end, and, you know, he's kind of been the guy. And, of course, he got hurt, yeah. right, this yeah. year? Yeah. Hunter Henry? Yeah. But they didn't, not to the point to bring back Gates. Yeah. That I I don't know. I mean, I, if, if I mean, they would be a great two-on-two basketball team. The tight end <laughs> position would definitely win on any other uh, position if he, he brought Gates in. I roll my eyes a lot when the Cowboys say like, "Oh, we don't want to hinder the development of our young." I roll my eyes at that, but on like, I ain't worried about that right now. Gates is well. Gates is a situation where I agree though. Like, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather let these guys try to get better hey. than bring out a forty-year-old tight Kenny end. If Kenny Vaccaro is not a scheme fit, then this guy definitely isn't a scheme fit. He just isn't. I mean, like, he's never really been that that complete blocker. And he, I remember him saying it one one time that they we had him on the conference call before the game. 
I think it was last year. It might have been a few years before when they played him, and he was just like, I'm not like with Jason Witten. I, I've been a, a great pass catcher over the years. Jason Witten is the most complete tight end. He is a complete tight end. Right. That's not what San Diego's asked me to do right. and the Chargers asked me to do. But the thing about it for the, for the tight end, and I know what you're saying, Dave, about development, but my thing is are you going to hinder your team from being able to, to accomplish things? That, because the one thing I know is – I've seen more tight ends get dumped out here at training camp than I've been used to seeing in the last I don't know how many years. And and that to me is about strength and and leverage and all those things that I don't know if they get better this year. Like you can work on those and you can work on strength in the offseason. That ain't going to get better this I, year, right? I genuinely believe that like a Kenny Vaccaro or an Eric Reed would make this team better today. I I know he's a, he's probably a Hall of Famer, if I had to guess. I don't think Antonio Gates makes this team that much better, like okay. with where he is in his career. Got it. And with what they would need him to do. I, I don't Man, buy it. I know Eric that sounds Reed. silly, but that'd be, that'd be good. Well, you know, he got a, both those guys got a, got a call up in Tennessee after they I lost did. their guy Cyprian. I did hear that. For the year. They both got an opportunity to go and try out. So we'll see if they actually get picked up there. But that may take one more safety off the market because you would think Tennessee's going to probably sign one of them. They're Tennessee not. might want to send a second-round pick. To, you know. uh, they, well, yeah, they're, they're certainly now thinking. I'm sure they're thinking about every option at this we point. Can't, it's <laughs> coming up every show. It doesn't matter when. <laughs> it doesn't matter when. Yep. All right, we're going to talk about the top ten after we go to break. No, I actually Thank have you. something to say. Go Ooh. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted, to say, I wanted to say real quick, I think – Obviously, not having Jason Wynn, it's a huge, uh, you know, uh, we miss him. The Cowboys are going to miss him for sure. But the positive side that I try to look at it is that now this forces the Cowboys to try different things that they haven't done before. Things that, you know, how they usually stick to what they always stick to. You know, the the, the Jason Wynn there and, you know, everything that they always do. Now, let's see how we can make this work and let's figure out okay the receivers different plays and maybe go back to how we were talking last year how predictable the cowboys were being maybe they change things up to make it work mm-hmm. and i think they'll be fine okay. with what they have i hope you're right this coaching staff has been stubborn before though they may not have any choice this year. Exactly. Like they may have to. The they point. may force them I mean, to get this, out of their comfort zone. They've had zone. like ten tight end coaches in the last like fifteen years, and this is the this is the guy. He's got his work cut out for him because he yeah, doesn't he does. have that guy to lean on. Yeah. You know, Jason Witten has been the assistant tight ends coach for the last fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, so no you're gonna have to. It. You're fo- forced to figure things out All right. differently. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back. We're gonna talk about top ten players of camp. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. 
I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Oh, we are definitely <laughs> back, but we are leaving. Well, this host, I was just waiting. This host, this host, you aren't ready either. I'm not the host. The host <laughs> got to okay. be prepared welcome, for that. Welcome back. We're trying to get our plans all nailed down today for the the day off. Habit, it's important stuff. <laughs> Habit. There's a Dodgers Astros game. There's, there's a documentary that needs to be done. You know, a lot, a lot of stuff <laughs> like that. All right. We talked about top ten players of training camp, and you want to know what the fans are saying right now? I would like to hear what the fans are saying. It's kind of shocking. Ninety-three percent of the vote goes to Zach Martin. Awesome. Now Zach is great. Yes, fans. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but I w- I'm a little shocked that as much as because we haven't talked a ton about him, just because we just he's just so great, right? But fans are like all over the fact is Zach Martin. Ninety-three percent of the vote goes. It's actually like I'm gonna let the host do his job here, but that plays into the point I want to make during this segment. All right, let's go. Okay. You know I've been putting out some really cool little highlight clips of of Zach? players. Oh. Yeah, specific players, and yeah. I put one out of Zach. Maybe everyone saw the that. That may be it. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. They've been following yeah, he you. He looks really good. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So we had nine different people. Wait, am I doing my math right? Nope. Eight, eight different people that have weighed in here on our staff, and together we will collect all that, and it'll, you'll see it on the website later. The top ten players of training camp, but uh, half of that, if my math is right, are right here, and so we can just talk about the top ten individual lists and kind of what we we've seen so far. So, Derek, I actually have yours in front of, in okay. front of me. Would you like to say it? Or you want me to say it? You say them if you've got them. All right. Let's I'll go. start. You want to start from 10? Yeah. Who's right. number 10? Number 10 for me is Cheeto Bay Awuzie. Uh, number nine is Michael Gallup, who, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is going to be one of the best picks the Cowboys have made <laughs> in that round in, a, in quite a while. He is going to be a really good receiver for the Cowboys, in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's, yeah. Since Wiz. Um, pointing that way. Yeah. Number let's, eight, let's uh, Tavon Austin. Number seven, Cole Beasley. Number six, Travis Frederick. Number five, Ezekiel Elliott. Number four, Byron Jones. Number three, Zach Martin. Number two, Tyron Smith. And top dog, Tank Lawrence. Let's talk about Tank real quick. Why he's number one? Because Tank has just been awesome. Okay. I mean, I, I'll give you, I'll give you the example I talked about <laughs> <Okay>. yesterday. Wow, <laughs> that's it's good analysis. Awesome. Good. <laughs> but no, I'll give you the example I talked about yesterday. I've never seen a defensive end decide, especially against as good an offensive line as the Cowboys have, that he's going to go against everybody on the offensive line in one one-on-one session and go down the entire line except for tra- except for uh, for Zach. Uh, and he, he may mention afterwards, I know uh, Nate was talking to him afterwards, and he said, yeah, I didn't get to him, but believe me, the next time I'm on the field, I will get to him. 
And so he is he's not afraid of the challenge. He can play any one of those positions. He can go one-on-one with any one of those guys. And, again, we're talking about some of the best offensive linemen in the entire NFL, and he went against them all except for Zach and did a really, really good job against them. I, that, you know – that is just a microcosm of what he's been out here during tra- training camp microcosm. the entire time. All right, yeah, so his small his, segment. So Dave and Amber, his top five was um, Tank, Tyron, Zach Martin, Byron Jones, and Zeke. Any surprises or anything that you want to talk about his list? The order is different, but we have the same top five. I mean, like the same five players. Well, let's get that into yours me. then. Uh, do you have it? Or, or Why does it scare you? I'm, I'm just yeah, get out of here. You have yours? or, or <laughs> Yeah, you no, I, I got it. All right, Dave Hellman. At 10, I had Michael Gallup. I know he's caught a lot of eyes, but he's had some inconsistencies as well. At 9, I had Rod Smith having a sneaky good camp. Connor Williams at 8, he's just been very consistently impressive for a rookie. Terrence Williams uh, for at 7 mm-hmm. for a guy coming off an injury. Uh, who has you mixed, love the receivers. He's mixed slowly. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. Well, you've got a lot of them in there. That's mm. only the second one, and those are the only and two. And he's done. No. He's <laughs> Terrence wow. Williams mixing okay. into the second team. He's he's made some fantastic catches with his hands, no less. Uh, I think he's having a nice camp. Uh, Cheeto Awuzie at six. Zach Martin at five, which honestly I'm looking at it again, and that feels super low. Yeah. He's just been dominant. But then I, I have a hard time moving any of my other guys out of their spots because Zeke at four has just been phenomenal on and off the field. He's been very impressive. Tank at three. I agree with everything Derek just said. Tyron at two, and then I put Byron Jones at one simply because he is having a great camp at a new position, and I think like that that carries extra weight for me. He's yep. doing a new like job it. and a new scheme, and he's killing it. But here's where I'd ask you a question: You really think that Terrence has been better than Cole? Here's the thing: I Cole Beasley not being on my list is an oversight. But okay. Nick Gate Nick was like, "You sure you don't want to change that?" And I was like, "You know what? No, it's fine because." To your point, it's easy to flash out here as a wide receiver. It just is. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like, yeah, you beat a defender inside on a slant one-on-one. Like, you should do that. It's easy. And so I try not to give extra weight to the receivers just because it's so much easier for them to yeah, flash. Yeah, but when you're comparing him to Terrence, though, I mean, it's the same thing. He's a receiver as well. I always say I say this to Nick all the time. I grade, I grade, on, on, a, a I grade on a curve. Yes. Like, people don't want Terrence on this team. And it, honestly, I don't think he would be on this team if his contract now, wasn't so unfavorable for the team. In the so email that I sent, I, s- I specifically said, don't worry about expectations and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I remember the I, best players. I, but, but explain, I agree on Dave de- explain Dave what you said about it. it's easy out here because before fans freak out and go, oh, my God, defense is bad, it's easy. It's easy because why? Because, in a, all right, 11 on 11 is one thing, but right. in like in the 1v1s and the 2v2s, like you've got all the, the you got the whole field – to beat your man and there's no pass rush and you can sit in your head in your head and say like okay pass rush is coming there's an internal clock but like yesterday was a great example in seven on seven down near the goal line Dak just kind of fiddled around in the backfield for about 12 seconds before somebody finally broke open and he threw a touchdown pass and I was like cool like what's the DB supposed to do with no pass rush in that situation like you should win every single time and Cole Beasley's skill set in particular, suits him to winning those types of battles. Because, again, he's very quick. He runs very short routes that are hard to defend. He can present himself open within five or six yards of the line of scrimmage. I'm not trying to knock him, but 
he should look good in this setting, in my opinion. And, I mean, I should have put him in my top ten, but I just didn't. And <laughs> it's fine. That's cool. All right. So, Amber, do you have your ten in front of you? I do. All right. You want to go ten, through? Ten, Jalen Smith. And I was surprised. Uh, to me, he's been looking really good. And his instincts are getting so much better. And he looks a lot closer to being at the level of Sean Lee. Obviously, Health-wise, that's a different story and all that, but I love the progress it's made, and I'm really, really excited for excited for him. Nine, Taven Austin, he he's just impressive. Everyone knows that, and he's just quick and just tricks the eyes. And <laughs> let's figure out I what like the cow is. Tricks the eyes. Tricks yeah. the eyes. Eight, Michael Gallup. He didn't start off very consistent, but he's starting to get you know more consistent and the thing that I like about him is how much he cares and every time he makes a mistake how upset he seems and, and that's something that all these guys do because of how competitive men are but the fact that he gets up and tries again even harder I really like that uh, about him Rod Smith seven Rod he's been killing it I mean he, he's the guy that we yeah he, yeah he's the guy yeah. that we love it don't really pay attention that much just because Zeke takes the spotlight, but then he's made enough things for you to pay attention to him. Mm -hmm. He's been all over the place. He's great at catching the ball, running. He's great. Six, Connor Williams, just another one that's good. Five, Chido Beawuzie, he's been impressive as well. Sack, four, Tyron Smith, three, two, Byron Jones, and one, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Wow, one. So I'm I like, have eh, him. he's not on my list. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's my the number best one. Guy in camp. <laughs> You've missed the whole camp, basically. Because, because, <laughs> here's why. Wow. I cool. Notice something. What? Go ahead, but finish that point, and then I notice. Something. Is it this one? Cole. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, he's so quick, and we all know that, and how impressive he's been, and, and how he makes these plays. And although this guy right here, Dave, says, "Well, you're supposed to shine at this situation," still. He, uh, to me, he has been one of the most consistent guys yeah, out here yep. at camp. Yep. So he, he's been making all of that consistently, and he, he just makes you look at him. I think we take it for granted a little bit. Yeah. I really do. I think we take him for granted a little bit. He's been great. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I thought I saw something differently, but um, that Dave had – he had Byron Jones one, but you had Demarcus Lawrence three, mm -hmm. and Amber doesn't have – him on her list, mm. and you have her <laughs> Cole Beasley number one, and Dave doesn't have on that. On Wait, that you list. don't have Tank on your list at no. all. No. So oh. that that just goes Here, to show because that we know how was Tank last year. He he's amazing. He's amazing. But is he doing any different than what I expected him to do this year? This no. About this, yeah. I know. I know. It's yeah. not about expectations, Jason, yeah. but it's just like Zach Martin didn't either. You know. Okay. Here's well. And it's it's tough, man. And honestly, like I know I have him five. Honestly, Zachary Martin should probably be number one because I probably even, so, like yeah. I have Tyron Smith too. He's gotten beat a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Byron Jones. I still have not beat. seen Zach. Get Zach beat Martin out is yeah. just out here mauling Beast. everything that yeah. moves. Yeah. Like you're he, right about that. He's killing people yeah. and looking great doing it. No remorse. Yeah. So, but it's hard. It's harder to notice those types of things, especially in the eleven on eleven. Because again, you're like. You know, well, I don't have the advantage of replay while I'm out here, and I'm yeah. usually looking at it through my phone. Next thing you know, Michael Gallup goes up for a pass, and meanwhile, you didn't notice that Zach just bulldozed two yeah. people. Yeah. You know, it's well. It's and hard. another thing is like with those guys, they've 
been so good for so many years already like Zach it's just like a yeah. given that you're like okay he, he knows what he's Which, doing you don't pay that much attention to him anymore and that's part that's why I put Byron number one is he has not been the most consistently great player out here but he is having a great camp at a new position and the Cowboys need him to for that matter and he's competing that's yeah. what I love the most about Byron Jones like he's gotten beat a couple times but he's still he comes back the next play and he'll make a play like he's just competing and that's what you need from your cornerback cornerbacks aren't going to be perfect like even, they're going to get beat yeah. sometimes even more so than Cheeto and Cheeto's having a good camp too but when when Byron does a rep I'm kind of assuming he's going to win it more often than not because yeah. mm -hmm. his track record's been so good yeah all right I'm going to throw in my top 10 um Quickly, number 10, Connor Williams. Nine, Cole Beasley. Eight, Dak. Seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Six, Byron Jones. Five, Tavon Austin. Four, Tyron Smith. Three, Demarcus Lawrence. Two, Zach Martin. One, Cheeto. Wow, so Cheeto number one. I, I think he's been outstanding. And, I, and maybe it's to the point of worrying about the receivers and the starters and getting open and all that. I think he knocks. Every time I look up, he's knocking the ball down. He's running with someone. He's. I mean, yeah, he gets beat some. But I mean, but that's what you expect, especially out in practice. But for the most part, I think he has been really, really good. He's had a good week of practice this week. That might be what, what's on my mind more than, than that. I agree with you, Dave. I think Zach Martin, he's just been solid, consistent. He could put him, I put him number two, but I, I don't know if I've ever seen him really get beat. So, um, and you know what? I mean, the guy that that didn't make anyone. He made a couple. He made your list, Derek, and he made Rob Phillips' list. Travis Frederick. You can kind of say the same thing about that. Yeah, he's so he's steady. so so steady, yeah, and, so steady. and and yeah, it's not like he's not doing well. But um, that's that's mine. I Cole Beasley, you know, kind of far down there a little bit on the list, and I did not put Gallup on mine. I want to point uh, something out. Had that a pretty bad day of practice one day. Who? Gallup? Gallup. Yeah, and that's, that's he, expected he for a rookie. Back he bounced strong, back. Yeah. He bounced, he bounced back. He bounced right thing. back, and he, he's had, he has stayed up there now. Right, and I'll quantify for you or qualify for you why I, why I think what I think of Michael Gallup. And I was telling Dave this yesterday. If you watch how he runs his routes, what I love about him is he always gets separation. And what have we said about these receivers for the last few years? Like they can't get away from defenders. There's no separation. There's nowhere for the quarterback to get a clean throw to a receiver that's really open. And you watch him, and what he does is watch how he cuts out, comes out of his breaks. He, he explodes out of his breaks, and when he does that, it creates immediate separation. So if the quarterback is always on, in tune with him on getting him coming out of his breaks, you're going to always have a receiver that's – or I shouldn't say always, but a lot of the time you're going to have a receiver that's open and actually has some separation be able to make a catch and then do something with the ball. Shameless plug, but if you go on my Twitter timeline from yesterday – uh, there's a video of Michael Gallup. It, it might have been against Byron, so Byron's not winning everything out here. But Gallup, he stutter-stepped and broke outside like he was going up the field. And, like, in the blink of an eye, he had stutter-stepped mm -hmm. again and cut inside on a slam. I remember that, yeah. And even, like, even in the NFL where everybody's got great footwork, I was like, wow, that was really impressive footwork. And, like, it kind of gives you a snapshot of what people are talking about when they talk about running routes to get yourself open. Yeah. Like. It's not – I mean, Des Bryant can just kind of cut inside and use his body. Like, Michael Gallup doesn't have that size, and you see the footwork translate to that. It's really impressive, and he, he does it all the time. Like, mm -hmm. his route running is very impressive, especially for a rookie. It's the thing that makes Antonio Brown, in my opinion, the best that's, receiver in the so NFL. You're no, so I'm, reckless. No, I'm not saying he's Antonio Brown. I'm saying that quality <laughs> is what <laughs> makes Antonio Brown great, is that he's not particularly big, he's not particularly fast, but he has such great – 
footwork and such great route running that even when you try to put two defenders on him, he still has a way of getting open because he knows how to run a route to where before you know it, both those guys, he's gotten some separation from him. I love that quality about Michael Gallup, and if he keeps developing that, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player for the so, Cowboys in the future. Uh, I want to look at this list again for Amber. You've got three players. The Cowboys are really counting on three players to do some things this year, uh, one of them being Dak Prescott, another one being Zeke, and the other one being D-Law. Neither of those three have made your list right now. That's okay. Is it, are you kind of more into the Dave? Like I expect that from you. You're not really surprising me any. Or are, are, are any of these guys not doing something that you're like? Well, I went more toward with the route of who has really caught my eye. Okay. You know, um, Zeke. Obviously, he's great and he'll make those plays and stuff. But it, it's he hasn't really been that one that uh, that my eyes just yeah. draws to him. And Dak, he. He'll make those throws. He's been better for sure than last year. But, again, nothing that just like, oh, my God, Dak Prescott this year. Wow. You know? Yeah. But, you know, that's interesting. And, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Dak was the only one that was on yours of this panel, correct? Yeah. I think the three other that. three of us didn't yeah. have him on. And that, to me, yeah. I don't know if I'd call it shocking because – but I, I will say this. In years when Romo was out here, he would have made a top ten list. Does that does that scare you? Does that concern you that no. Dak isn't making those kinds of plays that actually no. make you say, "Wow, that was a really great play"? Not really, because of what we've what we saw from him, even as a rookie, he wasn't very good his rookie year. Yeah, and he was really good in the preseason. Um, another thing about about Zeke, he's not going to look that that great out here. You know, you hand him the ball in a practice, he runs to the side, and a safety and a linebacker come and they get right up on him and they they touch him and it's like, I "Got you down," and we, we all know that it's going to take a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, you might get him on the 20, but the ball got dragged down to the 12, and that's with the, the beast mode, feed me Zeke, all that kind of stuff. That's what comes into play. Same with these offensive linemen. You know, these defensive guys that are kind of smaller, they fly around the ball, they get in the gaps, and they're like, I got it. You know, when in reality, Zach Martin would have probably driven the guy five yards down the field. But So you don't really get to see all this stuff um, – to yeah, that it's point, hard to tell. it's hard to tell a little bit just from a physical nature of these guys. Uh, that's why receivers and corners always kind of get higher on the list because you see, did he catch it? Yeah. Did he not? It, you're absolutely right, but man, Zeke and Rod both like you can see it in their footwork, and yeah. you can see it like again. I mean, this is just my subjective judgment, but like you can just see like, okay, real cool, Xavier Woods. Like you're you're there, but you're not there. Like Zeke would be gone, or and just not to mention the sheer volume of stuff that he's doing. Like. Yeah. I mean, he's he's lining up out wide. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. They're doing screens. Right. Uh, he's he's been very very impressive. Yeah. Um, and da I mean, Dak hasn't been bad by any stretch. He just he's not lighting the world on fire. I don't know. Well, but this is, he this doesn't. Is, yeah, he's a he's a gamer. This I don't is just worry about half him. of it. This is just half of the of the list. Uh, these four and there's also uh, Rob, Brian, Mickey, Lindsey also have some. So it'll. You'll see some different names um, on the list as well, some of the guys that they voted for so in different orders. All right, let's take our last break here. We come back. We're going to talk about some other really cool stuff that's happening here <laughs> at training camp. Really cool. <laughs>
Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to the break. <laughs> you guys know we are back, right? <laughs> I should have just let it go. Jeez. and let No, it. you did not need to do that. <laughs> I always think the break. The host a lot is just so off today. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. Man. There's there's something there's something to be said for that. And you won't ask me to do it again. But you guys, Oh, I will definitely ask you to do you it. You guys again. both just dropped the be ball better. and decided not to do it. You guys needed a day off, I guess, as well. I thought it was just a player's day off. I guess it was Damn. host day off. That's okay though. Um actually I think me and Amber have been killing it on this show, so we're doing your job better than you're doing ours. Debatable. <laughs> okay. Just saying. All right. Couple of guys that that did not really make the list, but I, the ball. I do want to talk about you always Williams dropping the ball and Dorrance Armstrong. <laughs> Dorrance Armstrong will make some other people's list here, not on this panel right here. Let's on talk the top ten. Yeah, that is surprising. Just somebody that, that is very the tape. shocking. Just somebody watches the tape. Okay. The guy, the guy who actually, most, the guy who's most qualified, yeah. the guy who actually watches every play. Yeah, not just the ones. Shocker. That so, anyways. What are we not we seeing or we seeing? We have this top ten list that we all chimed in on last night, and it's supposed to go on the website today. Uh -huh. And Nick is just deciding to reveal everything today here on the show. No, that's not exactly I mean, it. I didn't reveal anything. Not everybody who listens to the show is. I, I know, I know, but well, I'm gonna talk about rookies because that's that's what it, rookies and and players that aren't on this list, guys that yeah. didn't make any. Um, anybody's mentions, but let's talk about Dorrance Armstrong. He's a he's a young guy. Is he flashing a, a little bit? I, I've seen a couple sure plays. Sure, flash yesterday. See. I'm about to start watching him more now that Brian thinks he's a top <laughs> ten worthy guy. He has he has had moments, none more so than yesterday. He what he do? He whooped Lyle Collins in the compete period. Just that I, I like mean, that. Posterized him. Uh, and he's I mean, 
Um, you know, you go back to I'm not trying to dog my guy Taco, but like last year as a rookie, Taco basically Nothing. looked like he didn't belong. Yeah. I mean, Mm-mm. put it that's a little harsh, but fair, I think. True. Uh, the Dorrance Armstrong doesn't look like that. He looks like he belongs. Absolutely. The only thing I wish they'd give him a new number because you know oh, they will. I know they will, but like you know he's not. Yeah. You know he's not keeping 74, and they so just in my brain when I see 74, I just associate it. With a scrub, basically, because they only give that number to people they're going to cut. Yeah. Um, they're not going to make it to the season usually if you no. get 74. Y- you're not making it to the season or you're changing numbers when the season gets here. Yeah. So uh, that's not his fault, though. He is, he's looked nice. I, I, I wouldn't put him in my top ten. Yeah, I need to go talk to Brian. He's, but like got the he's same had some moments. Yeah. Ar- about the same level as Taco, but Taco is in his second year. And yeah. So yeah. That, that tells you he, a lot. He has done about as much as Taco, and he's a rookie fourth-round pick. Yeah. And Taco's in his second year. I Does think that shock you so that, that you want more from Taco at this point? That you expect Taco. more from Taco? That is that is the – that's I mean, until he proves otherwise, that's the storyline around Taco. And I, I want the best for him, and I believe in him, but he's got to show more. So yeah. we're at that point where it's like the NCAA tournament comes out, you know, you see the field, and now it's like, all right, who didn't make it? Like, where are the yeah. snubs here? Uh, there are some names out here that, that ha- haven't been mentioned that I think are going to freak out some fans. You've got the fourth-round pick that was mentioned. It's kind of why I brought him up. Obviously, making this list as a tie at the bottom probably will be your third and second-round pick. But you don't see the first-round pick at all. Leighton Van Der Esch has not really done enough to really catch anyone's eye. Is that alarming? Is that surprising? No. There's no. no position on no. the field that is harder to make a impact like get noticed than linebacker and he's had his moments we talked about him yesterday he's especially in pass coverage he's broken up some balls uh he helped contribute to an interception he absolutely hasn't looked bad by any stretch but like the whole job of a like you can't do your job as a linebacker in this setting so that doesn't bother me at all another player the fans are definitely looking at and amber will will, uh, can attest to this they they want to see alan hearns uh, you said you said had a, had a video out there the other day. You put some some plays out there, and fans are all got over. Like Fifty seven thousand views. They want to see Alan Hearns. <laughs> like, what is this guy going to do? If we're not going to have Dez, then who's going to be the starter? What's he going to do? And I haven't really seen him play before. Um, but he's been okay. I, I guess he's dealing with a leg, leg tightness. Tightness. I think they're just being careful with yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, he's been good. He's had some. He's displayed some nice hands at times. Uh, he's def. I mean, he's not a body catcher. I'll tell you that. He can go up here. He can extend. He's made some nice snags. I, nothing that wows me. Hey Nick, can I back you up to Leighton Vanderesh? That was a question I wanted to ask you guys about that. Is it concerning to you at all that your first round pick hasn't managed to work primarily with the first team with Sean Lee being <laughs> off? the field no and i'll tell you why okay good it did concern me uh-huh. and then somebody uh I, I gotta give props to clarence hill because he's the first person that i saw it from and then i went and asked around about it myself he they like him working with the second team so he can make the calls ah okay that's a good that's yeah. a good perspective i didn't think about that uh he makes the calls at mike rather than being your first team will Seriously. and yeah. not making the calls right uh, he will learn a lot more in his camp doing that's, that. That's yeah. what they. That's what I heard. Okay. And so he he's getting experience making the calls and leading the huddle, um, and and it's weird because they've been rotating these guys so much. Like sometimes it's Jalen and Joe Thomas. Sometimes it's Jalen and Van Der Esch. Sometimes right. it's Van Der Esch and Joe Thomas. Sometimes it's Van Der Esch and who am I? Damian Wilson. Damian Wilson's been out there. Um, yeah. 
it's very nebulous. And I think it kind of like the receivers. They're just like, let's kind of mix it around. Yeah. And uh, no, short answer, it doesn't bother me. Le much like, you know, people want to know about Bo Scarborough. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities here. Leighton Van Der Esch is getting plenty of snaps, but he's not getting a lot of opportunities just, be again, because he's a linebacker. In the preseason games, I think we'll get a better idea of what he's all about. I think that, um, you know, lists like this, the fans are just wanting to see players on here that, that they're kind of worried about, positions they're worried about, like linebacker, like safety. You know, I'm sure that, that Xavier Woods and, and Jeff Heath, um, you know, you, they, you'd like to hear reports that you, they're doing good things, and they are. They're being solid. They're not really standing out. How about Dan Bailey? Uh, had a had a little bit of a rough day yesterday. Would missed have, a couple of kicks. Would have had a different answer before yes. yesterday's right. practice. Right, he'd been playing. He had been kicking had really been well before solid. yesterday. A couple of uh, misses in practice, and, and you know and that's unfortunately that's kind of where we are with him because you, you're just like now watching practice and charting kicks, and you're like, oh, oh you know, and that's what's going to be during a game. He misses yeah. a kick early in the season, any kick. Uh, that's not like over 52 yards, and you're going to be like, oh, man, what's the problem? Who's out there? What's going to happen the first I mean, time he misses a kick? Like in almost any facet of life, 86% is great. You know what I mean? Not kicking. Like rocket science and field goal kicking, 86 is a <laughs> terrible percentage. Yeah. So that sucks. Surgeons. You know? Yeah, surgeons. I want my surgeon to be a little pilots. Better. 86, right. hey, yeah. Pilots, I want you at 100%. Yeah, I don't, if, need, I don't need if you If you catch 86% of your targets or complete 86% of your passes, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 86% of your kicks, you suck. Handoffs? No doubt. Yeah, that too. So, 99. I, mean, I think he admit, I believe he had missed one kick in camp until yesterday. And they weren't even long kicks, they were like 38 yard kicks. And yeah. so, I'm That's not. That's a total of three kicks that he has missed that's so which far. that's not terrible considering he probably kicks eight field goals per day but two in a day from a manageable distance just i'm not worried yet but it just you're kind of like eh, that that's sucks. just something you put in the back of yeah. your mind like okay let's keep an eye on this to uh, see if this becomes a trend i felt like in case i didn't make myself clear just to go again go back to Leighton van der Esch, sean lee despite not practicing still makes the calls for the first team defense just he signals them in from the sideline which is why Leighton van der Esch makes the calls for the second team. So there you go. Let's talk a little bit about Randy Gregory and Randy. What, what do we expect from him in the next, I would say, week, which also which covers a game, first game in San Francisco. The yep. same. He will not be playing in that game. No. Randy Probably Gregory. won't even make the – I wonder if he'll make the trip. I, w I don't see why. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe to just kind of get him more acclimated with how things are, worked yeah, out on the him, field. Keep yeah, the they might. Yeah. Uh, keep, he's, keep him with you. He's going to – well, yeah. He's going to – the classic, like, he's going to be out with the athletic trainers like three hours before a kick. Yeah, like, get a workout. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of those guys will do that that might not play very much. They'll get yeah. a workout before the game. So He's not going to do football-related things until we get back from San Francisco. But I do think he will practice in pads here in Oxnard. That's my prediction. In Oxnard. Yeah. Which that, that will probably mean – I think you said it yesterday in Arizona, week three. That sounds right to me. If he's not going to practice this week, it's hard to think that he's going to be able to practice and then play for the week two game. Right. Because there's a lot of traveling going on going back that week. So That's, The schedule starts to get wonky after San Francisco because your travel days and preseason games and blah, blah, blah. So Sunday we've got the blue-white scrimmage scrimmage that's what they're calling it yeah should be very entertaining and all of you guys i uh, think em are you on it 
Are you on that so. uh, scrimmage? No. Okay. I know Dave and Nick are on the scrimmage. And yes. A couple other guys. On Brian, the, I know, will be on, on the scrimmage. On the on the air for the scrimmage. On the air, not on the air for the scrimmage. On the air. Make it sound like we're going to take some yeah, snaps. Yeah, I'm not taking any snaps. I would actually like to see that. What I position? would not. What position do you think? Christ. That I don't know. I would not get killed. None. Would I, I not get killed? I None. think I could hold it. Wide, rec- wide receiver. If as long as the ball's not going to me, if all I mean, <laughs> you just, get open, I'll just shove. No, the defensive back's probably going to shove no. you to the ground no, just, no, right just, off the line of scrimmage. No. You're not getting beyond that. Did I die? That's what you said, right? Like I, okay. all right, all right. Cheeto shoved me to the ground. Fair point. Right. Not, like, I'm not talking point. about You're going to the ER. Up, I'm talking yeah. about how everyone said Dalton Schultz got killed out yeah. there. Right. That's what we're talking. about. They might about. just like when they shove you to the ground. There might be a little emphasis on it, and just. I think holding. Yeah. I could just hold. It. I don't know though. I mean, LP is going to be bringing it back there, but I think I can get it. Hold. I've actually done that before. I would rather. That, that seems hard to me. It I is would. hard. It actually is hard. I did. We did a segment back with Dia in yeah. the Alamo Dome yeah, a long that. time yeah. ago, and it is not. Hold it is not easy. Yeah. I would rather try. I'm, I'm not going to try to run a route. That's ridiculous. But I would rather just try to fend off a corner <laughs> without getting my ass kicked than catch and hold a <laughs> Me kick. Me too. I'm like, like that's no. Yeah, I'm because that doesn't affect the play. D- Dak and will just look elsewhere. Not, he yeah, can't ex- even see you exact, out there. Exactly. And not, not okay, he throws to Beasley all the time. Let's not act like it's this huge height discrepancy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put Beasley on your list. Not just catching and holding a kick, but like you know, Marquez White is screaming around the edge trying to block it. Like, no, thank you. That's true. Amber, where are you going to play out there? Kicker. Yeah, I was about to say you had some soccer experience. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a little bit of that in there. So that's what people are going to take out of the show. It's so bad up there with Beasley that that now Amber's saying that she could kick. You mean Bailey? Bailey. Bailey. What I say? Beasley. Beasley. What's the difference? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of big difference. Bailey Beasley. No. That's true. Derek? Uh, I'd, I'd try my hand at safety because at least you're staying back and kind of looking to see what's happening. There's an off chance that a ball gets thrown and poorly then, and I can make um, an interception. Maybe. Are you serious? <laughs> maybe. You're you're looking in the backfield trying to find the ball and Deontay Thompson is just streaking <laughs> past I you. I think he could. I think you could. I, I think I'd try my hand at safety. You would lose. Maybe. Uh, these are professional athletes. You remember, yeah. Okay, let me say. You yes, remember, I would lose. You remember in pickup when the bad, like the crappy player, you're like, oh, who's the guy in the red shirt? Just run at the guy in the red shirt, and I'll throw you the ball. Like, that's what they would do. Probably like, so. Find the guy in the longhorn T-shirt. But just I run feel, past but him. I feel, but I feel like that's probably the position I have the best shot at doing anything that's worthwhile. Okay. So. Like again, uh, we're playing against professional athletes. Like maybe no position in football like requires more like instinct and feel for the game, and you're just gonna step in. But we okay. should do like cool. a little competition. Best shot. Hey, all right. Best shot. We should do a competition between everyone. No. We should. <laughs> I have I have one no. I have one hard and like I I'm a good sport. I'm not putting my own lack of athletic ability on camera for other people's <laughs> enjoyment. Like I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do You'll it. You'll play along with a lot of things. I'll play along with You're a lot of things. Like there there nothing could come out of that other than me looking like an ass. And like I'm not I'm not doing it. It's just not happening. That every, bad. Every year at combine time, somebody's like, Y'all should do a, a combine for the media and I'm like, No. It's n- no, <laughs> not gonna happen. I had a friend in the LSU media who did that. I'm not gonna name names, but literally, he all he did was run the forty, and he fell down running the forty <laughs> and broke his collarbone. Oh, oh my god! Running the forty. I'm just. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No. That's my point. And like you, st- you stand. You stand to gain nothing. 
Unless it's you know, Rich Eisen does it for charity, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He gains you gains up for people that I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm so not if I it. if I can come up with a, a sponsorship no. where it's like no. there's, there's, no. A, yeah. there's a children's sure hospital where we can actually help out a children's Rich, hospital. Rich, you, Eisen, in? Rich Eisen has the power of the shield behind him. Like he raises a lot of money. We got the money. power of the star. I we're mean, not we're not going to raise enough money to make it worth it. That right. sounds bad. <laughs> I was That's, about to say like bad. what's not worth I'm it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right. It's not worth it. Dave's kiddos. Run for the kids. Tots, Scott's tots. <laughs> oh God! All right, that's it. That's we all. Out of time? That's all. That's I all you got. got. That's we all. Got, I mean, I got think two minutes. I think we're done. We no, have two no. minutes. We have two minutes. All right. Can you, you vamp? Yeah, two minutes. Tell me something you're excited to see tomorrow. <laughs> Go. <laughs> that I haven't already seen. Yeah. Um, what do you need? To, who do you? Who do you need to see more from? I'm hoping that Alan Hearns is back because when they when we first saw him out a few days ago, it was like, oh, he's getting a vet day. And then he missed the second day. And so I'm just hoping that at this point that would be three days with the off day that he would have had to kind of get himself right. I hope to see him back out there tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back tomorrow or Sunday or when, but I need Noah Brown back on the field be because nice. he's my pet cat and he's missing valuable time. And, and Lance Lenore is breathing mm. down his neck. No, Lance Lenore is so far out <laughs> right. in front of him that he lost sight of him. Oh, Lance yeah. Lenore is going to make the damn team. I know, yeah. but that's also just, that that could affect him. Just no, like, that's something could affect just, him. Just, I, just start blocking guys down the field. Noah Brown needs Noah to start showing. Up. He needs to start yeah. showing what he can do, yeah. and I hope it happens soon. What about you, Amber, who needs to step up for you? Who'd you like to see more from? Well, I mean, D-Law, maybe, since she <laughs> didn't <make laughs> He didn't even get her top no, ten. <laughs> he, he's at another level. Yeah. He's, another, yeah he, he, he's good. He's good to go. I don't know. Um, haven't thought you, about it. I, There's I'll, so many. Uh, I'll pick one while you think, while you're seeing some. Uh, Xavier Woods. I mean, it's just – if you're gonna if they're gonna give this guy the, the opportunity to and, and they are giving him the opportunity to, to shine right now and, and to be that that starting safety, we'd like to just see a little bit more ball hawking skills. I mean, yeah, he's in the right spot, but just make more plays on the ball. That's what you need. I mean, that's one thing about Jeff Heath. He does get the ball in his hands more than you would think for a safety. You want Xavier Woods to kind of do that. He's been playing good, but. You know, good would be a good well, – you need a good third safety. To be the starter, you need to be a little bit better than that. I'd like to see more from Xavier Woods. Well, the only group that I'm really, really starting to become desperate about is the tight end. Although <laughs> I've talked about, like, they're going to be okay. So you talked yeah. yourself out of safety? You're a believer now? Or you no, just are you kidding me? I've given up on that, and let's just see what they got. And again, that's one of the things that's hard to judge out here. Very so much I'm so. like, okay, whatever you do is not going to impress me right now. So <laughs> that don't impress up. me. Uh, no, man. wow. I know some country, like really? one. I know one country <laughs> song. <laughs> All right, that was the one. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good. All right, well. This was the third straight day with a different host, so Dave will be back tomorrow hosting. You'll probably actually be the, the host show will tomorrow. be on Sunday, host. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. That's Sunday true. at sure 10 a.m. Better than you. Probably so. All right, hanging with the boys. If Shannon's up, there he is. He's up. Nate Newton, stay with us here for hanging with the boys. We'll see you next time on the break. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?